Hello and welcome to Dear Phone, It's Not Me, It's You, brought to you by Emer and Julie Eggkint. Eggkint is the Irish for talking. Incidentally, what phones were originally designed for, and it's phones, mobile phones in fact, that are the topic of this podcast. Recent studies show that we spend an average of 2 hours 55 minutes a day on our phones. That's almost an entire day spent every week just looking at our phones. This podcast is for you if like us you find yourself constantly reaching for your phone as an escape, a treat or indeed a retreat from life. Julie and I met in first year university when neither of us had a phone. The year was 1998, a couple of short years before mobile phone usage took over the world. Fast forward 25 years and we simply cannot live without our phones, or can we? Join us as we dissect and analyze the practical guide, How to Break Up With Your Phone by Catherine Price. In the book, Price outlines a 30-day plan designed to conquer mobile phone addiction and take back your life. Julie and I are going to follow this plan over the course of four weeks, reporting in each week to share the truths and triumphs of our breakup experience. Rewriting the relationship with their phones starts here. I found that really interesting. How many times a day do you think you pick up your phone? Yeah, that was an interesting one because I, for me, I often thought about like how long in the day do you spend on the phone? Mm. There is that other question, which is actually very important because it interrupts other things you're doing is how many times you pick up the phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been tracking this over the last week and it kind of varies definitely more so at the weekends, spending more time on my phone, anything like two to three hours. Just looked at today, I have 38 minutes, which is remarkably low. That's amazing. But isn't it amazing? 38 minutes, but I picked it up 29 times. Yes, yes, I know what you're saying. So you weren't on it long, but Mm -hmm. again, it just it's that interruption thing. So yeah. I picked it up. I'm way worse than you. Goodness, I'll be. I'm. I'm in the ICU. You're. You're grand. So, <laughs> so I spent two hours eleven minutes on my phone today, and I uh, unlocked it forty three times, which Whoa. said, which is once every twenty nine minutes. Ah, okay. They give you that statistic. That's interesting. It's funny the thing about the numbers. Like when I first started tracking this, and my average then was was probably about an hour and a half or two hours a day. I still thought, yeah, that's not too bad. Like hour and a half a day two hours I'm probably doing something useful there like researching bridesmaids dresses and you know other <laughs> tasks that I genuinely have to do it's amazing how we can kind of rationalize but you know as we say as well and as the author says at the beginning of the book this isn't about trying to eradicate completely our use of the phone it's about changing our relationship with it yeah and I'm being in control for me is a big thing or letting mm. me decide what I'm going to spend the time on that I'm actually consciously making that decision and so for day two, which is assessing your current relationship, how did you get on with that? Yeah. So well, one of the questions there was about what do you love about your phone or what do you not love? And like the apps that I love might be a bit strong, but like the calendar and the notes and maps. Mm-hmm. And I do like WhatsApp. I, I know it's probably not the the best way to communicate with people, but I do like the interactions on WhatsApp. But I realized I really don't like social media or Facebook or Twitter mm-hmm. Uh, are scrolling through like dresses or done deal I kind of realized I don't really like those and that's probably what I spend a lot of the time on so that was an interesting exploration for me how about you the word that came to my mind when I thought what I love about my phone the shininess of it (laughs) I love that it's that's really shiny I mean that's that's pretty much it what do you not like about it then 
I do feel like it has a hold over me mm-hmm. more powerful than other things in my life, which is kind of scary. I was thinking about this earlier. I'm a two minute walk from Lidl. Very rarely do I go to Lidl without my phone in my pocket. And I don't use Apple Pay or anything or any of these kind of um, phone payment systems. I don't really need my phone mm-hmm. to go to Lidl and get a pint of milk. I can be a distracted person and, and be forgetful at times, but I very, very rarely would I forget my phone. And that's interesting. Like if you were to look at your new relationship with your phone, then yeah. you wouldn't take it to little. I would not be taking it to little. No. It's like, hey, come on, we, we, we've earned this right to, to be able to look up anything we want at any given time or day. I don't want anyone to take that away. Yeah. And it feels strange. I was trying last night. I didn't have the phone in with me. I, I intentionally put it in the other room. And like, it was just, it was interesting just that going for it and I it wasn't there and I was too lazy to get up. So that was good. But yeah, it wasn't looking those things really. I would, I was fine without having looking up when, mm-hmm. whether such and such was married or had children or <laughs> when their last movie, do you know? Yeah. So I'm just thinking now when at the, the first time I thought about deleting the browser, it seemed absolutely outrageous. Mm. But the more we talk, but I'm wondering it might be, might be worth considering. We'll see how, how we get on. I, I like that idea of writing the thing down instead. Yeah. Just and then kind of, you know, I guess batching those tasks. Exactly. And then, yeah. And then maybe... um, and sit down either with the phone or the laptop or or something. But I suspect how, it would be interesting to see that list. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and speaking of which, shall we come back to real life, which is day six? Yep. This is the big one. Um, come back to real life okay what 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 have you got on this for me well uh, yeah this was the one that really made me stop in my tracks I think um because it asks the deep questions that probably I have been avoiding <laughs> answering for some time now so you have no time you're too busy on the phone I've I was so busy on the phone I, I when I started reading this I was like oh this is quite deep and I, I just picked up the phone and tried to distract myself. Yeah. I had to revisit this particular section of the book quite a few times before I actually really gave it proper attention and, and sat down and, and answered the questions. Did you answer the questions? I did. So there was a good few different questions. Yeah. Kind of, uh, um, so I've always loved to. What have you always loved to? So I've always loved exercise, being in the garden, peace and quiet, watching home and away, talking to people, learning. After that, I have um, I've always loved to act the Egypt. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you're still doing that. I'm still still doing that. Uh, if I could just do that, <laughs> but maybe the phone is interfering with that. Isn't that interesting? I think it, I think it might do, and I think yeah. I suppose that's a pity because there was questions about kind of when you're a child, what you're fascinated by, and like kind yes. of came back to what did you have for that one? I had a blank. Did you? <laughs> I don't know what I was fascinated by as a child. Really? Come on, tell me what you were fascinated by. I, I I sat with that for a minute and then it suddenly just came into my head. And I was fascinated by other worlds as a child. So my favorite program was Quantum Leap. Do you remember Quantum yes. Leap? Sam Beckett. And he's immersed in a different world every week. So there was some kind of experiment, time experiment that went wrong when he was young, something like that. And each episode, he's like plunged into 1920s Paris or he's it's 20 
42 and he's on some spaceship in outer space. And and I think I really love that immersion into another world, like the excitement of that. Anything to do with like aliens and kind of aliens (laughs) being on Earth, I just found completely fascinating. Isn't that interesting? Isn't it? I I thought so. Which is what kind of led me to answering the question of I've always loved to, or if I had more time, I would like to. And it would be doing that. It would be immersing myself into another world. I don't know if you've read um, Tim Ferriss's book, The Four Hour Work Week. No, but I'm all for that. (laughs) I've been trying to do the four hour work week for about 15 years now. Um, And he talks about, you know, when you achieve the four hour work week, what are you going to do with all this time? And this guy, I mean, he's quite an extremist. You know, he does things like enter dance competitions. So he learns, goes to Argentina and learns the Argentinian tango in an immersive experience for like three months. Yeah, I think I'd be up for that. That's what I would. That's what's my aim, Judy, for the end of this book. <laughs> Get on that plane. So a dance competition or, or going to dance space. Competition. Yeah, dance or, competition. Well, any kind of immersive experience of a new world, I would say. When I think about the activities that put me in flow, the first thing I thought of is definitely like being in an exercise class mm-hmm. or swimming. Probably swimming the most because you are kind of physically immersed into something, into the sea. Um, so if we were to move then from kind of, okay, going to space or going to um, to your immersive dance experience, yeah. the day seven was kind of the more immediate, wasn't it? My right and remembering that mm. in that what would you fill your time with? So it was and it was I suppose very practical thing of okay, mm. instead of reaching for your phone, what are you going to do with your time instead? I I struggled with that a little bit in that some ways I found it easy in that I have a list of things that I want to do. So and one of the reasons for doing this experience is that I have some writing that I really want to do. Mm-hmm. Um knitting is not so this is you know, scary to think. I, I mean, I was an avid knitter and nothing would stop me from knitting, but I haven't, I find it really difficult now to pick up the knitting needles and Isn't knit. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. But you're probably on the phone watching TV rather than exactly. knitting. Exactly. It's awful. Yeah. But maybe um, it's not awful. Maybe it's fine. It's just, I, I, don't, I think we have to be easy on ourselves too, but it's true, just a matter true. of make sure that we're the ones deciding and we're not being manipulated. We're not in a manipulative course of relationship with our phone. True. But isn't it about observing as well? And that's true. They speak a lot about mindfulness. And I'm just kind of getting curious about the fact that, okay, maybe it's not awful. Maybe that's too strong a word. But that why are we not doing the things that we really like yes. doing that bring us joy? Why? Yeah. Um, God, we well, yeah, all about the joy. All about the joy. That's what we're all about. Yeah. So for me, of- I did an exercise class tonight. Now I think I was motivated by that. Because oh, cool. I, I think I'm too tired in the evening to do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I find I've I've started doing some new exercise classes in the past few months, and that's definitely where I feel most in flow because my phone is not with me. It can't like doesn't matter what's going on in the world outside. No one can get a hold of me for that hour or that forty-five yeah. minutes. And I think it's that thing as well of the distractions. You don't have those constant distractions. True. You, you... In the exercise class. You're just doing the one thing and. Mm-hmm. For me, circuits is my class because <laughs> okay, you do cool. the same thing for like 30 seconds or a minute. Yeah, yeah. It's very simple. And then my brain can cope with that. And uh, and then you're on to the next thing. Yeah, it's it's very simple when you think about it. 
yeah, it's just it's it's for me, I suppose it's more about the habits to, to create the habits. Well, that's what we'll be talking about next week, because is that right? we, it is because week two is all about changing your habits. Oh, very well, sure. We'll be sorted then. <laughs> How ready are you for week two? Oh, I'm raring to go. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Dear Phone. It's not me. It's you. Brought to you by Emer and Julia Kind. As we wrap up today's discussion, let's take a moment to reflect on the staggering fact that on average we spend nearly three hours a day on our phones, essentially dedicating an entire day each week to these devices. It's a profound realisation that has motivated me and Emer to explore the depths of our relationship with our phones. Breaking up with your phone isn't about dramatically firing it out the window, it's about establishing a healthy give and take relationship with these remarkable devices. Let's face it, they are like our trusty sidekicks. But instead of letting them hijack every second of our existence, let's reclaim our power and show these phones who's really in charge. Tune in next week for the next chapter of this new relationship with our phones.